Hello and welcome into episode 10 of the Payout Scouts. I'm your host, Nigel Gubekshin. Alongside me, as always, Eric Crookshank and Patrick Harrison. After the first week of the NFL playoffs, super wildcard weekend, they coined it. What a weekend it was. Three wildcard games on each day, an absolutely electric weekend. Uh, I hope we do this every year from now on. It uh, Seven teams making the playoffs in each conference. Uh, it's definitely a lot more fun that way, that's for sure. But let's quickly recap uh, our locks and underdogs from last weekend. So we'll start things off with Patrick Harrison. He goes Alabama, Crimson Tide, minus eight in the natty. If you rolled with the Tide and you rolled with Pat, it paid off. They just they thumped uh, Ohio State 54-24, I believe, a 30-point win. Uh, there was definitely a lot of hype for Ohio State coming into that one based off the performance against Clemson, but this is one of the most dominant college football teams I've ever seen in Alabama. And uh, Alabama and Nick Saban are back on top where they usually end the season. His other lock of the week was Cleveland plus six, which uh, they pull off. Cleveland upsets the Pittsburgh Steelers, sends home the favorite, uh, or one of the favorites, I guess, in the AFC, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, moving on now to Eric. He has Baltimore minus three. That hits as they pull off the upset, or not the ups, the, the technical road upset, but they were the favorite in the game uh, against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he had Buffalo minus six and a half, which unfortunately does not hit. Uh, that game was a bit closer than I think a lot of people were expecting. The Colts played a heck of a game there. And last but not least, he had Seattle, L.A., under 45, something that I would have bet my life on, if I'm being honest, somehow doesn't hit. We have 50 points in a game between the Seattle Seahawks and Los Angeles Rams. And lastly, uh, we had my FA Cup parlay that I told you all about last week. Uh, if you parlayed Norwich money line, Burnley money line, and Wolverhampton money line, it was plus 470. If you followed me on that, it would have hit a plus 470 parlay. All those hit. Uh, so pretty good weekend for myself betting on the FA Cup. Quickly throwing things over here now to the underdog picks. Uh, not not good on the underdog picks. Pat and I have the same one. We both thought the Titans were going to be able to pull off the upset. They are unable to do so, as I previously mentioned. Uh, Derrick Henry complete, completely left out of that one. Uh, they were able to neutralize the run game. And lastly, Washington money line. It was definitely a fun one from Eric. Uh, I enjoyed that pick. And, you know, Taylor Hennick, he gave us, he, he gave us, he gave them a chance. He gave us a chance at seeing a great upset against Tom Brady in the playoffs. And you know what? If you're a Washington football fan supporter, you definitely have to be happy with that performance from them this season. But let's not talk about teams who are eliminated. Let's talk about the teams that still remain. Uh, we have four games this weekend. It's the Elite Eight, so to speak. And kicking things off, I think has potential to be game of the weekend. The number one defense versus the number one offense in the NFL as Los Angeles travels to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Gentlemen, what do we think about this game? What are we betting? Eric, we'll start with you. Yeah, I think these games are definitely significantly harder to pick than last week, at least I, th yeah. I thought it was. Um, and this game is definitely a perfect example of that because uh, the six-and-a-half spread, I think, is just a, a really annoying number. Um because obviously the biggest factor in this game is is probably going to be the Rams' offense because we know that their defense is good, um, and it's uh, thinking about it, it's arguably probably like it's probably the best single team unit in the in the playoffs still right now. I mean maybe the Chiefs' offense, but uh, yeah, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, uh, both super dominant. Um, but with Jared Goff uh, having some issues with his <laughs> with his uh, fingers. Um, I'm not sure that this team will be able to keep, uh, the offensive pace up against the Packers. Um, I think it's going to be low scoring due to both defenses being pretty solid. So maybe take the under here. Um, 
But I, I just don't see enough in the Rams offense who just beat the Seahawks, who haven't had a great defense really consistently all year. Um, I think I say that every single episode, so I'm sorry. Yeah, no. you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> they suck. Uh, trust me. But uh, yeah, I, I'm taking Green Bay here by a touchdown. I, I think it's a safe pick, but uh, honestly, I'm, I'm open to really any argument against it here. Yeah, um, I'm going the opposite. I'm going to go with the Rams to cover six and a half. Uh, I think that defense showed last uh, like last week that it's good enough. It's a good enough unit to hold to make pretty much any game close. You know, what I mean, yeah, I, I would be really interested to see a you know a Chiefs Rams game, but you know the Packers are you know they're not Chiefs offense level, but they're the next best thing. But I still think I think the Rams defense is good enough to to keep it close. I think I think Green Bay still wins this game, but uh, it's pretty, six and a half. It's a lot. I don't think it's going to be a touchdown. Uh, I like that low scoring prediction, um, and I think with a low scoring game, it's going to be a low scoring close game. Uh, yeah, that matchup of Jalen Ram Jalen Ramsey on Devontae Adams like that's that's porn to football fans. That's going to be yeah. Whew. Um, yeah, I yeah, I Green Bay's has weapons, but they don't have they don't have like they're not like the Chiefs where they have enough weapons to like kind of overload the Rams defense. You know what I mean? Like when you go yeah. down that obviously it'd be like the Devontae Adams, Jalen Ramsey matchup. But then when you go down the list, like the matchups don't aren't getting super one sided like they would when the Chiefs play, right? So I yeah, I like the I like the Rams. I like the Rams to cover this. Yeah, I, this game's definitely interesting. It's, I, I mean, I've seen firsthand three times this season how good this Rams defense is locking down up a very good offense in Seattle. And I've also seen the contrary where their offense is trash in a couple of games against Seattle. Um, the th- biggest thing for me here, I think, is the fact that David Bakhtiari tears his ACL th- two weeks ago because that O-line goes from one of the best O-lines in the NFL to now one that is struggling to find a backup left tackle. Um, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, last Aaron Donald is unreal. <laughs> like, that entire defensive line is unreal. Uh, there's no stopping that defensive line, and there's no – if there's any QB in the league who's good at passing out of a good pass rush, I'd argue it's, it's Russell Wilson, and he looked like an idiot last week. So – um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers in this case. For me, defense wins championships, but offense wins you a game. And I think the offense here is just too overpowering for that defense. Um, I think Devontae Adams is going to get the better of Jalen Ramsey. I'm a firm believer that Jalen Ramsey's not that good. Um, that's mostly a personal vendetta against okay. him. Uh, no, I, I know he is good in the stat. There's so many stats to back <laughs> up the fact that he is an elite corner in this league. I just really don't like him, especially after the hockey claim. That really made me uh, not not like the guy claiming he could play hockey after just six months of training. I was like, man, I don't think he could. But I digress. I'm going to go with Green Bay minus six and a half here. I know a lot of people are thinking that they're not a legitimate Super Bowl contender, but I genuinely think they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. The way that Aaron Rodgers is playing this year, the way that Devontae Adams is playing this year, it really comes down to that defense. And it's been... It hasn't been as good as it was last year, but it's been solid. It's been a decent defense, and we've seen in the past that a decent defense can sometimes win you a championship as long as your offense is firing at all cylinders. And I really think that their offense is firing at all cylinders. So I'm going to go Green Bay, minus 6.5. I like the undercall. I think it is going to be a lower-scoring game just because if Jared Goff's playing, you can't expect a lot of points out of L.A. 
Although, if Cam Akers decides to play the same way he played last week, you never know. Um, I'd love to see Blake Bortles get his way into this game somehow. Um, would not be opposed to that. But <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. That would just be the best thing ever. Love to see but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a good game. I think Green Bay wins by 10 in the end. But uh, it should be a solid one. I'm really looking forward to both games on the Saturday. The second one being the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Now, I've said this like six times on this podcast, but I wish they had fans for this or a full house for this one. They will have some fans, but if they had a full house for a Saturday night NFC or pardon me, AFC semifinal game, oh my God, I, it would be ridiculous. Um, a divisional round game, pardon me. Uh, Baltimore looked really good last week. I think we can all agree. Lamar Jackson had a ridiculous run um, and he kind of looked like his old self a bit. He made some really great throws. Buffalo, on the contrary, maybe a little underwhelming against the Colts. So I want to know what you guys are buying into. Are you buying into the hype of the Ravens, the hottest team in the NFL right now, you can argue? Or, or the other team who you could also argue is the hottest team in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills, who were a little underwhelming last week? Yeah, like just like the last one, this is extremely tough. But I think I got to go with Baltimore here. Uh, I I thought Josh Allen had a great game last week on offense. Um, but there was a lot of things that they did that I did not like. Um, and I thought they would have handled the Colts a lot better than they actually did. Um, the biggest thing was their run game. The The Bills never really run the ball. Uh, they're, I think they're like 20th in rush attempts in the NFL. Um, and they decided to run the ball against a team that's... what? Let me find the stat here. They're second in uh, rushing yards allowed this, this season. So they have a really good run defense. Um yeah, they, they have to just make better decisions, especially earlier on in the game, because I think that's what made it so close. Um, and if the Ravens start running the ball like the Colts did, I, I'm not sure how confident I am that the Bills can pull this one out. So I'm going to go with the insurance uh, plus two and a half here for Baltimore. Yeah, I'm agreeing with I'm agreeing with uh, Crook on this. It's I think the run game could definitely be a huge factor. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, Marlon Mack's a beast, and he played really well last week, but, like... Whoa, 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 whoa. Marlon Mack is injured. And oh, sorry, no, I... Hines. Yeah, Hines, Mack, and Taylor, I was good. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he's he's going to be a great... He's going to be a great player right. uh, in this league, but he isn't the three-headed monster, as I've kind of... Uh, as a, before. I, I kind of I kind of coined it, yeah, with uh, Baltimore. Uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, they like if there's one team that can run the ball on pretty much any defense with the versatility that they have at the running back position, it's the Baltimore or it's the it's the Baltimore Ravens. I almost said the Baltimore Colts. Um, yeah, I struggle. Uh, I think I think that could definitely be definitely be a, a a big factor in this game. Also, Josh Allen's maturity and experience, it kind of came into question uh, last week. I mean, he didn't, like, have those atrocious, like, uh, well, he had that really bad fumble, but, like, those really kind of game-defying, like, mistakes. Yeah. Uh, But he could have. There was, like, opportunities where things could have went really, really wrong, and I don't think you can make a playoff run and go deep when your quarterback is doing that. Don't get me wrong, Buffalo. I think Buffalo is a team of the future that's going to be back here, but I think this is where their their playoff run dies. I think the experience uh, and the strength of the secondary 
paired with Lamar Jackson and, and that uh, that running attack on offense is just going to be too much for the Bills. Um, and it's going to be a close one, but I, I like Baltimore money line here and obviously to cover two and a half. I'm uh, I, I'm gonna go the opposite, of you guys. I I believe in the Bills. Uh, I think last week was maybe a little first round jitters. Uh, you know, a little this this team obviously made the playoffs last year and we saw a, a horrific collapse. And I think that's always in the back of your head, especially when they got out to a fairly early lead against the Colts. But uh, I I definitely think that this Bills team will look more like the Bills team we saw during the regular season this year. Uh, in, in this round against Baltimore. Uh, the biggest thing for me, obviously, Zach Moss out for the season now. So it's it's a lots on Devin Singletary in that backfield. And like we said, they're not the best rushing offense. If I'm being honest, I think the most scary rushing threat for the Buffalo Bills is Josh Allen. He's probably, in my opinion, their best, their strongest runner. Whenever that guy takes off, he's probably the hardest guy to take, one of the hardest guys to take down in football, um, just based off his sheer size. Um, why I like Buffalo in this game, Pat, you mentioned that Josh Allen had the potential to make those – game breaking play or not game break, uh game ending plays essentially you know you, you don't fully believe in him yet as a mature quarterback but when i looked at last week i saw a quarterback who when every time he threw the ball he he knew exactly where he was throwing it josh allen of last year would try and throw it into triple coverage to force something on third down whereas josh allen this year is willing to take the check down i was incredibly impressed when he had the qb draw play uh drawn up for him on the goal line there and he ended up throwing the ball to dawson knox in the end zone when the qb draw wasn't there for him I thought that was a very mature play, a very smart, uh, intellectual, high IQ football play, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, ultimately, I think I just like the fact that Buffalo, maybe it's more just betting with my heart because I really, really do like the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, my dad's a big fan, so I've, I've always grown up watching their games. But I genuinely do think that they have the better team here and that they have the skill-on-skill matchup to beat this Ravens team. I'm still not sold on that Ravens defense. Um, and I think Stefan Diggs is going to be able to cook Marlon Humphrey. So I'm, uh, I'm going with Buffalo minus two and a half. I think they, it's going to be a close game. I, but I don't think any team's going to blow the other team out here. Um, but I think Buffalo will end up winning by like three or seven. Um, should be a good one though. I'm, uh, I'm definitely excited to see, uh, if Buffalo can advance. I'm also excited to see if Baltimore advance. These are two young QBs who are uh future of the NFL. And uh, one of them is going to get a chance in a, a championship game in just their second or, th- or second or third season. So pretty exciting stuff for sure. Before uh, we move oh, yes, on, yes, can we yes, just yes. do a little weather check on oh. Buffalo, New York for Saturday. What do you got, Pat? <laughs> what do you um, got? I'm, I'm, pull- I'm pulling it up right now because that just pops in my head. It, yeah. it's, uh, it's January Lamar and Jackson, that's in Buffalo. Lamar Jackson has never played in a snow game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we got this. So let's snow. get this. Uh, Saturday looking like two degrees. Uh, Saturday. This is Saturday at eight p.m. Though, keep that in mind, right? We got okay. the late. I, I, I can't get the I can't get the hour <laughs> by hour, but I'm getting okay. I can get Saturday evening. Yeah. Um, and we're looking at eighty percent for one to three centimeters of snow. I love it. And I love it. Uh, two I love degrees, it. two yeah. to zero. So there's not a ton of snow. But that 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 could that could come it makes uh, the ball a little slippery. A factor. Yeah, makes, makes the ball a little slippery, but might also push teams more towards the run. Where I run, feel like yeah. Buffalo, yeah, Definitely that's it's gonna be interesting. Could could throw a wrench in the could throw a wrench in this. Yeah, I mean, if there's any team, I think we said this last week, who's used to snow games or used to cold weather games, it's probably the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So uh, they'll, they'll, they're ready for anything. But yeah, I mean, Baltimore plays in a relatively cold climate as well. It's, I actually find that crazy that he's never played in a snow game. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. That's gonna be good, especially if it snows now. That makes me even more excited for that one. Uh, Sunday, fun day. They like to call it. These games are both gonna be awesome. All these games are awesome. Cleveland at Kansas City, Progressive versus State Farm. Uh, if if you know, you know. <laughs> Baker's the Progressive uh, spokesperson. Patrick Mahomes is the State Farm spokesperson, and we have them facing off on Sunday. Obviously, Cleveland, they finally won a playoff game after so many long years. I believe it was 25 years it had been since they won a playoff game. Uh, Bill Belichick was their coach last time they won a playoff game, so that speaks volume to how long ago that was. Uh, So really awesome to see them destroy the Pittsburgh Steelers, because I think we can all agree we do not like the Pittsburgh Steelers on this podcast. Uh, Very happy to see them go out. Podcast. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. you know, let's let's quickly talk about this has nothing to do with betting, but I just want to talk about it. Uh I love I loved Chase Claypool, but after he's like, oh, the Browns are still gonna get slapped on Sunday, it's like, man, you can't talk when you were eleven and zero, lost four of your last five, or sorry, three of your last five, and uh, are now out of the playoffs. You can't say the Browns are still gonna get slapped last week. You you have no right to say that. And I'm a Kansas Ch- uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I don't think that's gonna be the case i don't think that uh the the chiefs are going to slap them that's that's my opinion i want to love chase claypool because he's canadian Canadian. obviously but you know like you know that typical like movie scene where like the good kids hanging out with a tough crowd and his parents are like you shouldn't be hanging out with jimmy he's smoking cigarettes that's that's what Juju I want to say. Yeah, Juju Smith Schuster is Jimmy who's smoking cigarettes in sixth grade. He's corrupting. He's corrupting our pure Chase Claypool with his TikTok dancing and his, yeah. you know, his disrespect for the game. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I want to like Chase Claypool, but he needs to get out of. I mean, he needs to get out of Pittsburgh because I think Pittsburgh's about. I think that game last week is like the, the tipping point yeah. in the Steelers franchise where they hit like. This is where obviously it wasn't the peak of their franchise, but they've been kind of going down, and this is where it like really goes down. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see if they draft a QB or what ends up happening. But oh, if they draft yeah. Kyle Trask, yeah, I don't know. That I digress. That's besides the point. Cleveland at Kansas City. Cleveland are or sorry, Kansas City are ten point favorites at home, as we expect that they'd probably be relatively large favorites. They are by far the best team in the NFL. Uh, a lot of people, not by far, but they are definitely the best team in the NFL. Uh, the defending Super Bowl champs, obviously. So, uh, what do we think, Eric? You you just said you don't think that Kansas City is gonna blow them out. No, um, I've taken the Chiefs pretty much every single game they've had this year, uh, and I've lost a lot of money, um, and mostly obviously on the spreads because they've been getting these huge, huge spreads um, since Week Nine. They're one in seven against the spread, and that uh, includes three double digit spreads. And yeah. Um, like as explosive as this offense can be, and as much as I love this team, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous. Um, <laughs> like nervous about the Browns. I know I didn't think it would come to this point, but I am nervous about the Cleveland Browns. Um, <laughs> we knew that the Steelers were frauds. We already talked about that, but aside from that, the the Browns did play a really good game. I thought. Um. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. With a spread being this big uh, and the way that the Browns play, I can see them running the ball a lot and uh, killing a lot of time on the clock, which will not really leave a lot of time for the Chiefs offense to really get into the rhythm that they they do when their defense is on and off the field so quickly. Um, So 10 points 
seems like a lot for me. I still think the Chiefs are going to win. I just uh, I don't think it's going to be by double digits. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm going Browns here too. Uh, yeah, the Browns are. I mean, we talked about this last week. How you know recent form and which teams hot can um can come into come into play. And I think the Browns are hot. And obviously Ben Roethlisberger made a lot of bad decisions in that game. But also that Browns defense, they made plays. Like like they stepped up and they got turnovers. They got the ball back into Baker's hands. Um, I don't think it's going to be a lot harder to do against a much better offense in uh, in Kansas City. But I I like the Browns. They're hot. They're confident. It's like it's like when Duke is a three seed playing against you know like that that uh, twelve or thirteen seed that just won. Like they're hot. They they yeah, should yeah. make they should make you nervous. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They, yeah, they're young, cocky, hot, and yeah, I think they keep this game close. Ten points is quite a bit. Uh, I like that stat. The Crook uh, bring up like one and seven against the spread and three being double digit games. Like, yeah, 10 points is a lot. And I am, yeah, I, I'm loving the Browns right now. Surprising as like a division rival. But uh, yeah, I, I like the Browns to cover this and keep it close. I, I'm not going to go as far as say like Casey's really on like upset alert because I, I truly don't believe that they are. Like, I think they can take care of business. But I wouldn't be surprised if it if this game comes down to like the last couple possessions. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if we if we flash back to last year, uh, if we remember Kansas City coming in the playoffs, everyone's like, "Oh, look at this team! They're so much fun! They're so dope!" And then the Houston Texans gave them quite a scare. Uh, they got off to a quick lead. The game ended up being close closer in the end than I'm sure a lot of people thought because of that huge lead that the Texans got off to at the start. Um, I, I don't know. Casey might have a little first game jitters, kind of like what I talked about with the Bills. They haven't played they haven't played their full team really now in three weeks. They had the bye last week. The week before they rested pretty much their entire team. So this will be two weeks off uh for this team for, for most of their starters. So that's a long time off. That's a long time without playing at a hundred percent, playing at a game level. I think the Browns, yeah, they're like you said, Pat, they've had to play hard in every last one of their ten games because they want to make the playoffs. They had to play hard against the Steelers. And week 17, they had to play hard against the Sears last week, obviously. And the big thing for me is Kevin Stefanski wasn't even there coaching, and they won the game. Denzel Ward wasn't even in the game, probably their best corner, and they won the game. Joel Bettiono, one of their best O-linemen, wasn't even in the game, and they won the game. So there's a lot of pieces missing for the Browns. You're not willing to put the Chiefs on upset alert. I'm putting them on medium alert, not high alert, not high alert. I'm putting them on medium alert. If Baker comes out and plays a smart game like he did last week, Baker didn't have to do anything too difficult. He, he made the smart throws, and he made the accurate throws. If he decides to do that instead of trying to force things like we've seen him do sometimes in his career, I think there's a legitimate chance. The two-headed monster of Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt yeah. is impossible to stop. And uh, I think they'll definitely be able to win in the run game. It's really depending on if Baker can make those play-action throws that they're going to need him to make. But if he can, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Browns win this game. I'll say it. Uh, but I definitely love Browns plus 10. Yeah, and I'm I'm okay with the medium upset alert as well because if you've watched the Chiefs long enough, you know that their offense doesn't really start to get cooking until the second quarter. They yeah, they exactly. they've been the best second quarter team I think in the past year and a half. Oh, yeah. Um, and if the Browns get ahead early and they catch them flat footed, I can definitely see this being a tough one for Mahomes. Um, yeah, so medium upset alert I think is a good way of describing it. Okay. I'm glad we all agree on that. So we have a consensus Browns plus 10 pick, which, you know what? I feel like a lot of people are betting that um, that line, I'd imagine. Just because 10 points, 
we said it so many times. It's so much in a playoff game. A little tease on that money line? Yeah, because it's a little medium upset. So, like, if you're feeling, if you, for some reason, just got, like, a check that, like, was unexpected money and you don't know what to do with it, (laughs) maybe throw, like, $5 on the Browns. That's what I'd recommend. If you hit, if you hit Nige's uh, uh, FA Cup yeah. parlay, yeah, yeah, use that money, there. some of that money on this, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, good value. It really is. Uh, the final game of the weekend. Uh, the joke everyone's making. This one should be on the History Channel. Uh, it's between Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Another great battle we're going to see between these two guys, and I mean, probably one of the last we might ever see between these two guys. Potentially the last, uh, depending on what Drew Brees decides to do with. For the rest of his career now, which is uh, kind of sad to think because we, the three of us, all grew up watching those guys just absolutely ball out. Uh, really sad to see that their careers are coming to the end now. But we're getting one last great battle between these two guys, and we have the Saints at home. They're three-point favorites. They had a cakewalk last week against the Chicago Bears. <laughs> um, you know, I, I wanted the Bears to do something, but it, it, Mitch Trubisky, it all, that Denzel Mims drop really killed them. Uh, that was the drop that killed in the end zone, the guaranteed touchdown. After that, they just weren't able to get anything going, the Bears. And, uh, yeah, New Orleans walked over them. Tampa Bay, on the, uh, the other hand, had a f- probably a closer game than some expected uh, against uh, a Washington football team with their third technical third-string quarterback. Uh, so for this one, yeah, New Orleans three-point favorites at home. Um, it's really a battle of a high-tempo offense versus a really good defense. So I want to know what you guys are thinking. Yeah, I'm I'm basing this pick pretty much on how these two teams have matched up throughout the season. Um and I know it's a small sample size, only two games, but uh it, in the first game of the year, New Orleans won pretty handedly, and that was before I think their defense really started to turn it up, um, like they have been the past month or so. And then came obviously the thirty eight to three beatdown that the, the Saints had over the the Buccaneers. And uh sure the Bucks have been a lot better over the past month. and um, But for me, it's not just about how many points they won by. Uh, it's just how well they match up, really. I mean, Brady struggles when he gets pressured in the pocket, and that's exactly what the Saints defense can do to you. Um, I still think Brady will give them a tough time and probably the toughest time that they've had against them all year. Uh, it, but it just seems like this one is kind of staring me right in the face. So I got to take New Orleans here. Yeah, I'm also going with New Orleans for the fact of the defense. I think, uh, I mean, yeah, those two regular season games, uh, obviously use those, but also not. Because as you said, like, especially in the first game, it was before the Saints defense really picked it up. But it was also before, you know, new or uh, the Bucks, uh, the Bucks offense really started to click. You know what I mean? I, I had a feeling from the start of the season that, you know, you insert all these new pieces in this offense. It's going to take some time to... Uh, come together um but now it's yeah kind of showtime you know what i mean and uh you hate you hate betting against tom brady in the playoffs but i think i think that's the play uh, i think I'm, I'm one thing i'm really interested to see in this matchup is well, a lot of people hasn't been talking about unless you're a member of uh, florida gators twitter is chauncey gardner johnson and his incredible ability just to get under the skin of any receiver oh, that he's covering. Such a shit disturber. Yeah, he such might be he yeah. honestly might be the best player in the league at getting other <laughs> players ejected. Like it's insane. And he's going up against Antonio Brown who is like well he's not going to be directly covering him, but he's going to be like, you know, I mean he's going to be covering him a lot yeah. and 
that's i think could be a, a powder keg you know what i mean like yeah get get uh like even if he doesn't get guys ejected he gets out of their skin like he he affects the game and he's not even the best part of that saints defense you know what i mean like yeah pair that with alvin kamara i i like i like i think tom brady right now is a, still a better quarterback than drew Brees. but i think all the pieces surrounding them you, you can't you can't go against the saints in that in that respect uh like alvin kamara just so elite and um I mean, Mike Thomas has had a down year, but he's still, you know, the slant king, Mike Thomas. And I think he might be poised to have, like, a really breakout or, like, kind of comeback game. You know what I mean? Like, some of those games that we saw last year. Yeah. Um, and I think that definitely could be a, uh, this week against a Bucks defense that I, I don't think is that, like, you know, all that all that good, really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with Saints to cover this one. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm trailing you guys here. I'm gonna go Tampa Bay, and here's why. I was listening to uh, or I was watching the Rich Eisen show. Love Rich Eisen, probably one of my favorite people in football. Hilarious guy, and uh, he made a good point. It's really hard to beat a football team three times in a season. Uh, pretty much historically, every single time where a team has beat a team twice and then went on to face them in the playoffs, the team who won twice in the regular season has lost. I believe it was like 82 percent of the time the team who lost twice in the regular season wins in the playoffs. Furthermore, Tom Brady has never lost to a team three times in his career in the, a single season. He's only had two instances of such uh, where the, it was a possibility of happening, and he won uh, the game to make them not win three against them, if that makes any sense. Uh, it's really hard to beat a team three times. I, like, I thought about it, and it's true. Like you Beating the same team three times in football, even if you're the New York Jets, it's hard to beat the Jets three straight times. It's, it's not going to be easy. Um, and I, it's Tampa Bay looks really good right now. That offense is clicking. Chris Godwin looks good. Antonio Brown looks like kind of his old self again, which is, you know, I'm not a huge Antonio Brown guy. He's a bit of an asshole. He's not a bit of an asshole. He's a big asshole, terrible person, especially if some of these claims against him are true. But he looks like he's playing very good football again. Um, Mike Evans, like that offense looks good. Rojo in the backfield, Fournette in the backfield. I know their defense has been up and down all, all year, but it looks like it's finally starting to become a little solidified. And, I think the story is just in the, written in the stars that Tom Brady's going to go to Tampa Bay and do something. I don't think he's going to crash out of the playoffs in his second game. And I think, uh, I think Tampa Bay is going to pull off the upset here. So I'm taking Tampa Bay plus three, Tampa Bay money line. Um, I'm mostly, I just have way more confidence in Tom Brady than Drew Brees. Drew Brees just, he can't throw it that far. He can't throw that accurate anymore. And last week, yeah, he looked good, but that's against Chicago Bears who don't have a bad defense. Don't get me wrong, but the game was out of hand pretty early. Not out of hand, but out of reach kind of early for the bears so i like tampa i'll say it. i do like tampa on that one um i know everything points to it being a saints one but there was a lot of games last week where everything pointed to the spread going one way and then i went the other way like everything pointed to the bills covering six and a half against the colts and then sure enough they don't everything pointed to the under in the seattle la rams game sure enough the over hits right so Sometimes you just got to, to quote Pat Harrison, you got to fade the universe. And uh, <laughs> that, that, that might be what I'm doing a little bit with this Tampa Bay pick. But uh, let's uh, let's get into our locks first. We'll do underdog after because I assume most of our locks will be uh, football-related. Uh, Eric, do you want to kick us off with your locks? Yeah, I only have two this week. Um... Yeah, I, I, me as well. <laughs> I think Pat only has two as well, so... Yeah. I am not confident enough in many of these games for me to solidify them as locks, but... Uh, these are the most likely, I think, in my opinion. I'm I'm still gonna go with New Orleans minus three as one of them. Um, 
I'll tell you, Nigel, you're probably going to have a lot more fun than I am cheering for Tom Brady than I am for Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, because obviously Tom Brady, it, like you're saying, it's it would be such a great story to see him go back there uh, after leaving New England. Um, and my other my other lock is Cleveland plus ten. I I'm just the numbers are showing it. Um, the way that the Browns played last week, I I just there's nothing really pointing to me. Aside from the fact that the Chiefs are normally pretty good after bye weeks, um, there's nothing really pointing to me that's glaring to say that they'll beat them by more than 10 here. Yeah, I got the Browns uh, plus 10 as well on my locks too. Um, yeah, I already said it. I, 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 just, I just have a feeling that this Browns team is going gonna, is gonna to keep it close. Uh, that's my only real lock, but for like the... <laughs> For this, I'll also put I'll also put the lock on Baltimore over Buffalo to cover. I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty confident in that. Baltimore I'm pretty plus confident. Two, two and a half. Baltimore plus two, two and a half. Okay. I I mean I won't go as far as to say money line just because of a lock. I think it. I think Baltimore's gonna win this game, but I'll lock the spread at plus two and a half. Okay. I think that Lamar Jackson just if Lamar Jackson has another solid game, uh. That defense is 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 strong enough to win this game. Plus their running game, uh, and uh, Hollywood Brown's actually kind of oh, starting to get his. He's great. Yeah. yeah, he's starting to get his season kind of back on track, uh, or finishing strong, I guess. So I, I think that's all kind of cumulative for the the Ravens to win, and or to cover two and a half points. Well, I'll lock in Ravens plus two and a half. I like that. Uh, I also have Cleveland plus ten. Um. I I think we all feel really confident about that. The Browns, seems, maybe. Yeah, it seems it seems pretty obvious. And I got Tampa Bay plus three slash money line as my second lock. I really I just don't like the Saints team. I don't think they have what it takes to win a big game. They haven't played a big game like this in a while. I'm not counting that game against Chicago as a big game. Uh and I think Tom Brady and, and this uh Bucks team will be ready. I think Bruce Arians will have them uh fired up for this one. I think Tom Brady has a point to prove. A lot of people think he could only win uh in New England because of uh, Bill Belichick, and I think the contrary has kind of been proven this season as Bill Belichick couldn't win with a decent Patriots team who riddled by injuries, but uh, Brady's been able to win with a, a decent Tampa Bay team. I mean, offensively, they're star-studded. Defensively, they're definitely not that great, but the, he's been able to play well with them, so I'm going with Tampa Bay. Plus three is my lock, but I'm definitely hitting the money line in that game as well. Speaking of underdog money lines, what are our underdog picks for the week, gentlemen? Are we sticking with football? Or are we going elsewhere? Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, football here. I like like okay. So I I was just gonna do the normal pick and go Baltimore winning over Buffalo, yeah. but uh, I I'm thinking the Rams could. Uh, it's just kind of going contrary to what I'm picking. Now that I'm 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 looking at this, <laughs> yeah. so it's not yeah. really. Uh, okay, you know what? Screw it. Underdog of the week, <laughs> Browns over the Chiefs. I I really like wow. the Browns. Um, wow, I guess I, his favorite team. He's yeah, gonna I. I I've, a ten point spread. Okay. I've gone I've gone with uh, the Browns every or not with the Browns. I've gone with the Chiefs every single week, and they've almost always done me dirty on the spread. Uh, now this is just the ultimate fu here. I, I gotta go with the the Browns over the Chiefs, I guess. <laughs> Remember the start of the year when we were betting Cowboys every week, or I was at least, and they were just 
effing us on the yeah. spreads every week. That was fun. That's a good little memory. Uh, Pat, where are you going with your underdog? I I think he teased it a bit earlier. Is he is he good enough to put it on record? I will, but before I say that, I just geographically speaking, touching on uh, Crook's point, I do believe Kansas City, Missouri is closer to Maryland than Cleveland is. So, if that you know, to go back to your previous uh, betting formula of betting on Maryland Terrapins on Big oh, Upset, oh, oh. I was wondering where you were going there. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Let me. So you're saying. So you're saying Cleveland. Let me look at Cleveland to Maryland. <laughs> Is. So just because it is closer, therefore I should be cheering. So it's a six-hour, two-minute drive to go Cleveland to Maryland, and then I go Kansas City, uh, <laughs> Kansas City to Maryland. It is a oh Pat, you're very wrong. Sixteen-hour oh. drive. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, Cleveland is uh Cleveland's closer to the the coast than you'd think. Yeah. So. It's I, right I was thinking of Maryland as being. I've been to Maryland, but I was thinking of it being more south than it. I guess it really. No, is. no, it's pretty, pretty north. It's north. yeah, it's pretty north. Okay, uh, yeah. So yeah, roll with roll with Cleveland then. All the all the the start the universe is telling you then you <laughs> yeah, gotta go. You exactly. gotta go Cleveland yeah. money line here. All right, yeah. So to get into my underdog pick, uh, to continue on the trend of uh me betting very biasedly on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm going to go with the biggest – we're going to bet on probably the biggest Premier League game that will happen this season or thus so far. So far. Um, so far. Yeah. Uh, a huge game, a huge game in English footy. We have the sole holders of first place in the Premiership, the Manchester United Red Devils. Come on, you Reds. Versus Liverpool, who is still pretty battered. Um Still, like, injuries in pretty injury plagues. They got some guys back, but, you know, that defense is still not at full strength. Um, I mean, Nige knows more about the... Virgil van Dyke's out for the year, which is... Yeah. If we're talking about why Liverpool is struggling this year, it's because Virgil van Dyke, best center back in the world, in my opinion, by a country mile, tore his ACL earlier in the season, so he's out for the year. And they've really struggled to be able to have a, a cohesive back line all year. Is I Firmino think. still out? Firmino, I believe Firmino uh, is like a game time decision kind of thing. Um, okay. But we do have Salah, we do have Mane playing. So um, okay, so yeah, Salah yeah. Mane back. Yeah. So, anyways, we're gonna go with we're gonna go with current form on this one. Uh, yeah. And Man U has been playing really, really well. That they uh, have. Laughing stock of the Premiership, Harry Maguire is uh kind of kind of reviving his name. I think uh he's playing really well actually uh should yeah. have had a goal last week um he still still runs like a giraffe but he's yeah no he's he's been holding that back line and being very uh very assertive um and i think yeah manu is just playing really well and i like the value on it so manu to win is plus 260 uh and i think i think i would uh, go with that if not if you want to be even a little bit more aggressive uh a draw which yeah it, i i honestly think i'd bet a draw that's what i might bet for that game is the draw yeah you hate you hate betting draws because you're cheering for a tie but plus 280 on a draw that's that is also pretty enticing um i just think the value on either going draw or man U with the current form that they are is is yeah it's really really uh really really enticing so i'm i'm gonna go with man U. they're my boys uh plus 260 my underdog. Yeah, you know what? 
I respect it, man. You in the title race. If I was a fan of them, I'd be all over them as well. I hate them though, so I hope they lose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my underdog pick of the week. Uh, I'm going UFC Fight Night this weekend. Uh, main event: Calvin Qatar plus one thirty over Max Holloway. Uh, I'm one of the biggest Max Holloway fans in the world, but I, I, his he just hasn't looked the same ever since he lost that Volkanovski fight that he should have won. Um, went to decision, terrible decision, but he has not looked the same in his fights since. So I like I like Calvin Qatar. He's 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 a solid fighter. Plus one thirty is good value too. And uh, yeah, Max Holloway has been definitely underwhelming as of late. So I I don't see why he's still considered the favorite. If I'm being honest, so I think there's really good value there. But uh, could, really could go either way. Uh, I think it will be a very very good uh, flyweight or feather flyweight. Yeah, fight to uh, end the night and the UFC fight night. Uh, just to end things off quickly, um, you know. No, no sports coming back this week like we've had the last couple of times we've recorded, but uh, the sport that just came back yesterday, the NHL, uh, is in full force. Lots of games every day. Absolutely love to see it. Uh, gentlemen, let's all give one pick for this weekend. One doesn't have to be a gutty pick. doesn't have to be a lock. Just one pick that you, you like for the NHL games this weekend. Maybe it's someone to score. Maybe it's a team to win. Maybe it's an over-under in a game if you have an idea of, like, or you think this is going to be a low-scoring game, high-scoring game, whatever it is. Uh, let me know what you're thinking. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go first, I guess. Um, so I like Sabres over Capitals uh, tomorrow night <laughs> at 7 p.m. Um, the Sabres play their first game today against the Capitals, and obviously that will probably be a good uh, – um, uh, it might sway my decision a little bit more, but uh, I, I really like the group that the Sabres have put together here. Um, also, because I have a lot of them in my fantasy, uh, I would like to see Victor Olsen, Taylor Hall, and Jack Eckel all ball out this uh, this weekend. And Capitals defense, not really a fan of, to be honest. No. Um, yeah. The fact that they brought in Zdeno Chara, cool. It's a cool thing for your franchise, but he's not good. Um uh john carlson and that's pretty much it really i I like the offensive fire power that the sabers have they uh have a good power play as well i think they're really going to test this goaltender samsonov um back-to-back nights here so i'm interested to see what happens but yeah i'm gonna go sabers uh over the caps uh yeah i got one here it's a bit tough to uh pick because Obviously, some teams haven't even played yet. One team has played. So I'm going to base mine off of two teams that I have actually watched play. So on Saturday night, we have Montreal and Edmonton. Uh, even though Montreal lost a really good close overtime game against the Leafs, I think they looked, I think they looked uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah, they looked great. Young team. Um, pretty young team uh, with a lot of firepower up there. And to contrary to that, I think the Oilers, for as much stars uh and pedigree that they have didn't look that great um against a canucks team that obviously as a canucks fan i uh i wasn't actually that super impressed with i mean brock best played well but overall as a team it wasn't a fantastic performance and we kind of handled edmonton pretty well so i based on those brief brief observations i'm gonna go with uh montreal money line and i feel like there's a good chance montreal will be the underdog slightly in that game uh, obviously we don't know the lines but i like i like montreal to uh to beat the oilers yeah i like that pick montreal is uh i think they're definitely gonna be one of the most fun teams to watch the nhl this year based off that first game against the leafs they're uh definitely young they're fast and uh yeah they're a fun team to watch for sure uh this is this is funny uh i'm gonna go saturday night hockey <laughs> 
Leafs versus Senators. I think the Sens are going to beat the Leafs. Call oh. me crazy. The Sens always beat the Leafs stupidly. And Eric, you can agree. They do always stupidly beat the Leafs yeah. in like the first game of the season uh, or the first matchup. So, you know what? There's probably a lot of value there. Um, why not? <laughs> why yeah. not? Yeah. No, I, I mean, don't blame you. <laughs> it's an emotional hedge because at the least win, I'm like, oh, I don't care that my bet lost. But then at the least lose, it's like, oh, my bet won at least. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's one of those emotional hedges. I've been doing that a lot recently, especially, especially with Arsenal. But it looks like they're about to draw, which will screw me because I did not bet on the draw. So, I think that's going to do it for the Payouts Goats episode 10. I'm your host, Nigel Beckson, Eric Crochet, and Patrick Harrison. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Winner, Gagnon.